All right, family, friends, listeners, subscribers, whatever category you fit in today, welcome to another show of Boss Up with Mr. Keys. And today I have a special guest. This woman has been an amazing vendor person to me since I stumbled upon their business. Um, many years ago, I'm looking for gifts for my clients and for holidays. And the GPS sent me to this neighborhood. And, and wouldn't you know, it was this woman, this amazing woman with a big smile, big personality, but was really keen on her business. It's just really efficient and has a great story. So I, I, I've heard the story before, but today I'd like to share with my guests. Without further ado, let's welcome Laura Brown from Austin City Gift Baskets. Laura, <laughs> welcome you. to the show. Thank you. It's so great to be here. I'm excited to be here. Great, this great. I'm really excited nice. to have you. Um, I don't even know why I didn't have you sooner. It was just like one day it hit me. Oh, I need a guest. And mm -hmm. I came to get my gift basket. Me at the last minute, probably calling you into the office earlier than you have to come. <laughs> and I'll get better on that. I'm working on it. I, I swear I'm going to be more in advance. Anything for you, Andre. Yeah, but you always Anytime. take care of me. And, sure. and I thought I was like, wow, I have an amazing, amazing entrepreneur like right in front of me almost weekly. And so I wanted to bring you to the show to share your story. Right. Um, Thank you. Where we always like to start off for our listeners is to find out where it all started. Where's the birthplace? Right. So um, let me tell you first what uh, my company does. We we are a gift basket company, um, but we have a niche. And mm. um, so what we do is we collect all the flavors of Austin, Texas. So everything in our gift baskets is specifically Austin. Mm -hmm. And so when you give a, an Austin gift, a city gift basket, you give a little bit of Austin, something nice. that you love and something from the heart. Everybody is so proud to be part of the city. And when you give, you want to be proud of the things that you are giving. And mm -hmm. um, so, and we ship all over the United States, we ship all over the world. Mm. So um, yeah, you, you can send a piece of Austin anywhere. And that's in amazing. US. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, okay, great. Yes. So, and here's if, you know, for sample. viewers, we have a sample. Um, I get it as like Kirby Lane pancake mix and like flavorful treats, mm -hmm. all manufactured here in Austin, yes. correct? Everything is local. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so we're supporting lots of local Austin nice. businesses, which is really important, you mm -hmm. know, as, uh, to, to support the community in that way. And um, support those smaller vendors. And we've seen our small vendors grow continually really? and be, have a stronger um, and stronger presence because we market as the authentic flavors of Austin. And mm. because we ship everywhere, you know, other folks in different areas, you know, they, they want they it. See hey. it yeah. Um, are there any vendors that may have uh, like new vendors that have come on over the years? Oh my gosh, yes. We look for new vendors all the time and you'd be amazed at how many are popping up nice. um, okay. on a regular basis. Most recently, a marshmallow company out of Round Rock. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but I'm sorry to so just circle back and yeah, answer your question. Yeah, let's circle back. I, I, I like it. I was going to bring you back, but back. let's go. Yeah, sorry. Where did it begin? Detract there. Yeah, so um, we, uh, I started this business out of my house. Mm -hmm. and No, no, no. You, you're going, you're in the I middle did. of the story. Oh, 
I want to know about you because there may be a little girl out there that hears this that inspires to be you. Okay, so we'll go all the way back. So I grew up in Port Aransas, Texas, a tiny little island. And um, yeah, it was a great um, experience growing up there, small community. Um, I had a great education and we were always encouraged to do as much as we possibly could. Mm -hmm. Um, I uh, graduated class of 35 kids. Wow. And so, yeah, we were always um, encouraged to express, you know, express our talents Mm -hmm. and and utilize them in every possible way. So um, coming from a small school was really nice. Were you a family, were you the only child or the oldest, the baby? Two brothers, Uh older and younger, Uh wonderful uh, family unit. boys around I loved it. Yeah, we were very sports oriented. I was going to say, you probably even threw a pigskin around. (laughs) We were a basketball community Uh, and so I played basketball from the time I could pick up a ball and so um, and then graduated and played um, Division One basketball wow. at UT Arlington. Wow. Yeah, nice, nice. So, what high school did you go to? Port Aransas High School. Okay, yeah, Port yeah. Aransas. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, okay. And then went to UT. So, yeah. what was high school like for you? It, it was, you know, I, I grew up with the same group of kids from mm. the time I was in first grade all the way through oh, until. So there was yeah, a tight knit. It was. Yeah. What, what was it like managing sports? And I mean, I don't know if your parents are like, "Hey, I don't yeah. care." what kind of basketball star you are you still have to clean the dishes when you come well that's for sure too um and so yeah you know we were encouraged in the community to do as much as we could um with such a small group of uh, of kids you know mm-hmm. we we wanted to excel in everything so right. i was on the tennis team and the track mm-hmm. team and the basketball team wow. and i did one act play and mm-hmm. you know we did all kinds of uil competitions and so wow. we were really pushed to excel in lots of different areas. And then academically as well, I'm assuming. Academically as well, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, that was a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, Honor Society, all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, so your brother was the oldest. He was. He had those expectations and you kind of probably saw that. I don't know how the age difference. Yes. But growing up with those type of expectations, once you branched out and went to college, yeah. Did that stay with you or did you say, hey, I'm finally free a little bit? <laughs> well, you know, it's it it sounds great to grow up in a small community. Um, mm-hmm. But in, in Port Aransas, if you're familiar with the island, you have to take a ferry boat just to get to the mainland or take the long way around um, just to go anywhere outside mm-hmm. outside of Port Aransas. So we were very secluded, very confined. And mm. so I was ready to get off <laughs> get the island and experience the world a little bit. And so when I moved away, I was, um, yeah, I took the same values, uh, with me. Um, I learned very quickly that the world was, um, you know, a little bit of a challenging yeah. place when uh, you don't have a strong support system around mm, you at all times. Mm. So it was a uh, very challenging college, and I know you have a daughter who is looking at yeah, athlete athletics. going to college. It's yeah, it's coming. I can't encourage kids enough to just make sure you stay close to home if you can and mm. make sure if you do go somewhere that you have um, a community that you you build um you so know that is important it, it was having a community i didn't think it would go. be but i and it's to be supported in in you know anything just have a place to go to and say hey you know um i have a toothache what do i do yeah. anything like that did you have a high school friend thing. that went to college with you or were you you yeah. all just branched off that and did your it. own thing yeah wow. yeah, hmm. yeah so so yeah. you tackled the big world alone <laughs> um right. you went out there and in college uh 
Mute. What did you study? Uh, marketing. Marketing. Yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have a real clear idea of what I wanted to be mm -hmm. when I grew up kind of thing. A lot yeah. of kids do. And, and I just didn't. I still don't really know for sure. Although I've got a better idea today than I did before. Oh, <laughs> but it I takes do. some time before you find who you are, your voice. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I think I'm closer to it now than I ever have been. But okay. But for sure, it, um, so I ventured into to that area and, and I learned a lot about uh, marketing and business right. and that sort of thing. Um, but I went straight from there to my first job and I started teaching software classes. Oh. Um, computer industry was growing a lot in that uh, after college. Hold on. I okay. feel like we missed the step. We like just you jumped started. around. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's good. It's good. You're okay. flowing well. Um, so you went to college for marketing, but yes. you ended up teaching IT classes? No, it wasn't IT. Oh, okay. It was just software. So at that time, Windows was, uh, oh, Microsoft yeah, apps yeah. were starting to okay. become a thing. And um, I, I don't know, I just took to software quickly. And, mm -hmm. and um, I got in with a group called Future Tech Training. And they were teaching software classes to Dell Computer um, mm. at, on site. And so I started with Windows 3.0. Was that here in Austin? It was. <laughs> Did you, I mean, you look so youthful and I don't want to know. But no, it's fine. It was a was while it dial-up when you started? It, it, it was dial-up. Okay, okay. I think somewhere in between. Yeah, right? it was like that transition. Okay, yes, okay, yeah. But, but Windows 3.0, Windows 3.0. And then I started teaching Excel classes and Word for Windows and, you know, all of the were you here locally or locally. back in okay okay yeah, got so it so that's was, that was your experience to Austin you yes. stayed ever since right yeah so when I was in high school the place to be like our state level competitions were all in Austin mm. so in my mind Austin was the place to be like that's where you end up if you want to be at right. the top of your game nice. and so that's just I always wanted okay. I aspired to be here oh. yeah so you know you look forward uh, to those <laughs> trips from Port A to uh, Austin back in the day I to Playing tournaments. Yep, that bus trip yeah, that uh, was nice. important. How yep. long is that? Like four or five hours? Three and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only thing I know about uh, Port Arthur is uh, a group called UGK. You probably never heard of them, but yeah, <laughs> they're big from uh, Port Arthur. It's a rap Arthur. group. Yeah, yeah. They're they're uh, coastal also. Uh, it's also coastal, and yeah. then there's an island. So yeah, so Port Aransas is an island south of of Port Arthur. Uh, okay, okay. So south. you have to catch a ferry to get back to the mainland. You do. Yeah, that's crazy. Growing up here in the States yes. and having to catch a ferry to go back to the mainland. All right. I, I digress. Let's, anyway, let's come back. Okay. All, right. All right. So small let's girl. let's talk about when the small town girl came to yeah. a city like Austin, which was still just a large college town, but still a small yeah. town. What was it like? Back then? I loved it. I mean, hmm. it was just so close knit and um, easy to make friends and always something interesting and fun to do. Started playing volleyball when I find when I finally got to Austin uh -huh. and then started playing competitively oh. um, USVBA. I hmm. played a, a wow. lot of volleyball. Sand what volleyball position did too. you play? Um, I was an outside hitter. Ah, nice. You but, were the scorer. Yeah, yeah, big time. But it depended if I was playing women's ball or oh, okay. if I was playing co-ed. If I'm playing co-ed, then I was a setter. 
Nice. Oh, so setting skills and outside hitting. Yes. Man, that's multifaceted. You probably was a six (laughs) rotation player then if that was the point. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, too. Um, And then I started playing doubles in the sand. And um, there was a place called Aussies that isn't there anymore downtown. Mm. We used to play a lot of tournaments out there. So you stayed active. I love it. So I assume after college you came here. Did did you have a friend base then when you started teaching or did you have to start over again? Again, huh? I, I, I did have some friends in Austin who, um, you know, I knew from home and then Mm -hmm. um, expanded my friend base, uh, you know, learned that skill in college as uh, it was crucial. Right. And so, but yeah, and then um, uh, again, started teaching software classes Mm -hmm. and and then sort of branched my my career started to grow from there. Um, I started my first business mm-hmm. uh, when I was in my uh, late 20s. And oh, okay. I, I started a, a stained glass business. I Whoa. started it as a hobby. Hmm. And then I started to design, make my own designs. And then I decided, well, maybe if I uh, put an ad in the paper, I might get folks who might want to, uh, you know, have me do this for them. Wow. And so hmm. I've done some stained glass work in um, La Lago Vista. Oh, okay, nice. It's a couple of churches. There's a church here off uh, Palmer Lane that I did some design work for. Ah. And, and uh, so I've done a I lot. I never of, knew that part yes. of the creative side of you, yes. outside of the gift baskets, Same obviously. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, in, uh, it, there's a piece of scripture called, um, he who is uh, within Christ it mm-hmm. will become a new creation. And mm-hmm. so new creation stained glass was my wow yeah how long did you do that in your 20s wow, yeah that was amazing. my late 20s um uh, for about four years and then i okay. um and then i sold that business and just gave it away okay yeah key key point right here like you had a background in marketing you yes. knew how to like maneuver in different places and find like create like a tight-knit group for yourself mm-hmm. how how did the marketing skills uh help you with that first business yeah, so that definitely did help. Marketing um, is a, a great way to round out your understanding of business. It's um, I've always been a little bit fearless. Mm-hmm. Like I've always felt like I could just start doing something and mm-hmm. figure it out as I go, which right. I think is a really important skill for an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, but marketing was uh, important because it you know, getting the word out. I think that's mm-hmm. one of my challenges right now right. today is that it just, I think we're one of the best kept secrets, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, yeah. that you just happened upon uh, my business. And that seems like that happens more often than not. So many yeah. times I hear, oh, I wish I had heard yeah. of you before. Mm-hmm. I never. Yeah. So I get, I get that a lot. So um, okay. I'm still a challenging uh, area for me All with right. the way things are changing in social media yeah. and Marketing has evolved. I mentioned you mentioned, hey, I put an ad in the paper. And so back then that was like a great way (laughs) of getting to all these subscribers. And so now it it definitely has changed. But I've started there. I've been there like ads in the paper, circling, like, hey, I want to be right here. (laughs) Right. I want to get my business out. It was the the yellow pages then that I put an ad in. Yeah, that doesn't really exist anymore. Maybe digitally. (laughs) So so what did you learn from that bit? Like what was one of the key uh, things that you took away from running that business? Um, that's a really good question. Um, I learned that um, I can't do it all myself mm. and that um, there are people who are better equipped mm-hmm. at doing certain things than I am. And so I mm. really tried to do it all myself. You tried to wear all the hats. I did. Probably was like burnt out. 
Well, yeah, I, I got pretty busy pretty quickly, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And um, I had some personal customers and clients, and then I had some, uh, you know, larger group, kind of like corporate mm-hmm. clients. And um, and then it was just such a, a I also learned that doing uh, the making the thing that you love mm-hmm. into a business is not always a great thing to do. Oh, talk a little bit more <laughs> about that. I mean, I've had guests on the show like, hey, find your passion. But I mean, I don't know. It it's doesn't work all the time. Right. So, I mean, uh, what the client is always right. right. And um, I have this image of um, this beautiful piece of red uh, stained glass and it has all these beautiful swirls of yellow and white all through mm-hmm. them and a customer would look at that large piece of glass and say that's perfect mm-hmm. I would like that here in this tiny little piece oh you know gosh. and then you have to tell them that's not going to translate well you have to understand like that's not going to work but they want what they want so you do it and then they're like yeah that didn't work yeah. and, and stained glass is so unforgiving like he's one it's done. It's, it's done. done. Yeah. So that's a that's a lesson in like taking business, something you love and is yes. passionate about, and when you turn it into a business and yes. it becomes about clients and yes. revenue, and sometimes you can fall out of love with that passion. You can, and mm-hmm. I did pretty quickly. Um, and glass being unforgiving, as yeah, I mentioned, yeah. Ooh, um, you had a lot of gl- broken, wasted, scrap glass, probably, huh? That and uh, my hands. Oh. It was dangerous, also. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I you had still an got injury. Some cuts. Some? I do. I had a I had a pretty bad injury, and that's when oh. I decided to hang it up. I'm so done with this. That's okay. enough of that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, anyway, moving on. But you did get a va- you learned a valuable lesson starting a business young. That was good. That was good. And and I always wanted to have my own thing. Mm-hmm. And even if it was just a side gig. Um, yeah. and so I actually started another business in right my, after that or um it was later in technology. I found this site called Zazzle where you could mm-hmm. actually upload your own designs and then you could build mm-hmm. a little store on Zazzle uh-huh. and then you could sell your designs on anything that they had all the swag so water bottles t-shirts bags anything and now i think gosh they have everything socks you know Mm. any kind of stationary type items you know but every uh, clocks you can that was probably before the amazon it was yeah (laughs) it's a really cool site and you can find anything that Mm. anybody is selling and uh, so if you want to look up panda bears you know. So how'd you stumble upon that? Uh, I think someone had mentioned it to me because okay. I, um, so my, my second business was called Sports Girl Store. Okay. Okay. And so um, as a woman in sports, mm-hmm. there was always this, um, I was always worried that people thought I was m- more of a tomboy right, kind right. of girl. And I was, I'm very, you know, I'm very girly. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of wanted to mix the two. Uh, and so basketball girl was a basketball with a little flower around it, you uh, know, like basketball yes, made into yeah. a flower and then sport. And then there was soccer girl, same thing. I even did bowling girl and, and racquetball girl. And That's nice. Girl. I noticed cute. my daughter's vo- volleyball team, like, you know, mostly these girls are taller than the average boy. So they (laughs) all like to doll up sometimes just to let people know, hey, even though I wear like Lululemon all the time, I can still look nice. I'm still a girly girl. Yes, an expression expression of that feminine along with the, you know, athletic, sports, Mm -hmm. competitive, you know, that's a good balance. Yeah. How'd that go? How'd that business go? It's still going. It's still out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's still on Sazzle every once in a while. uh, So the nice thing is there are no, like you don't have to personally 
print the t-shirts like mm-hmm. they do all that they deal with all the returns mm-hmm. and all that and you just get the royalty which is mm-hmm. what That's you're really nice. after yeah. as a business anyway so no inventory just, uh, yeah just upload your your logos and designs laura i'm starting to see that you're a pretty creative person <laughs> and at some point you realize that hey i can take this creation and yeah. make it into a business right where, where'd you get that from that acumen that's my mom 100 uh, percent so, um, you know, having three kids and she was a single mom um, and my father died when I was five. And so she never remarried. It was just uh, the it was just my mom and the, her three kids. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we made do with a lot. And she yeah. was uh, an uh, she was very artistic herself. But mm-hmm. she um, she always kept a drawer that had buttons and mm-hmm. things, you know, all kinds of creative, like yeah. I would go into the drawer mm-hmm. on a regular basis and see what I could come up with to make something else, you know, oh, to nice. create. And so, yeah. And there was the drawer always, wasn't off limits. Don't touch my drawer. No, there was okay. always, like, it was like the scrap, the scrap creative oh, drawer, okay. like, it. you Got know, it. the ribbon would be in there and always her scissors and, and, you know, like, all kinds of just fun, creative things that we could always dip into. And mm. I just remember the drawer, the creative drawer oh, that okay. that was always that's what we could. That's kind of what from. birthed it, basically. Yes, because you're still available. cutting ribbons nowadays. In the drawer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> wow, when it, you put it all, lay it all out like that, makes perfect sense. <laughs> that's yeah. where it started. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back to uh, okay. So you've had a few side businesses. You okay. learned. Um, I feel like you're a very word of mouth type business owner Man, yeah that's um, true your personality like I, i'm sure people your clients love you and then they spread the word uh but before we talk about that um you were doing these businesses but you still had a job right yes actually um i so <laughs> i worked for um, a software company and they helped um, nonprofit organizations raise money online. Mm-hmm. And so they would build their websites right. for them and then they would help them um, with their ask and they'd have a donation page up. And And so we were really helping nonprofit organizations mm-hmm. um, uh, raise more money um, and build a strong online presence. Mm-hmm. And so that was my world for about um, eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, the idea of the gift baskets came to me and I thought, well, you know, I have this um, experience mm-hmm. in building web pages and building an online presence. And so I bet I could use that experience in in doing that. But I'm ahead of myself uh, on that, too. No, no, no. That's good. I like yeah. that. That's, that's a good transition because yeah. that's kind of because I was thinking like, all right, so you have this technical acumen, you mm-hmm. have, uh, you know, this creative side mm-hmm. and. I'm I'm curious. When was the moment that hit you? Were you in prayer one morning and it just came, or yeah. driving home? So it was really two things. Uh-huh. One was um, my best friend just moved from Austin to Houston. Okay, and she missed Austin terribly, and she we would be talking. She's like, "Oh, I miss." our breakfast at Kirby Lane. Mm. And I thought, I'm going to send you a little care package. So it started out, you know, just a cardboard box yeah. and a couple of things that I could find around town and send her mm. a little bit of love from Austin. And then it started to make sense. I thought, well, this needs to be cuter than this. And so I would mm. start putting together a basket. And then what else can I put that's Austin? How can I make the box look cute? And then it started to come to me, you know, this this might be a thing. Mm. This might be something that other people might really enjoy, too. So you just being a good friend and a caring person, like 
started that and yeah. sent it out and yes. then yeah. the light switch hit yeah that that was the first time i started thinking yeah this could be a thing um and uh i thought well i could probably get a website built pretty quickly i could probably i could i could but you know life gets in the way and you push things like that aside and then um, my nephew came to visit and he had just graduated from high school and he said i don't know what to do with my life i don't know if i want to go to college or if i want to pursue something else and we just started talking like, like, what do you love to do? Like, where, what are your strengths? Let's talk about what you might like to do if you could pick something. And he's like, well, I don't know. What would you do? Mm-hmm. And so he put me on the spot. Wow. He really put me on the spot. And I was like, well, you know, this is um, what I would do. And he's like, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so he helped me kind of, uh, he kind of helped push me and facilitate that okay. whole process. And, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, I better at least be a model of what it would look like if you did take those steps. And so I started to just gradually take one step after another. Mm. Started the business in October of 2012. Okay. um, And within three months, I was cash flow positive. Whoa, three months. Yeah. So it was right away an instant interest. Was it a big startup cost for you? Not at all, really. It was pretty, pretty low, but I was also... I didn't have any wholesale relationships at the time. I was just buying retail items just over over the shelf, right. you know. So I, I was putting baskets together and say, well, this is what we have now. <laughs> um, but I knew Christmas was coming and Chris and I'd always said it would be so nice to be on the other side of the cash flow instead of my cash flowing out flowing out on christmas it would be nice to be on the other side of that (laughs) at christmas time Um, laura you got a uh you have a black friday sale for you (laughs) 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 always yes so um at christmas i decided i was going to sell 50 gift baskets and that was it Mm -hmm. and we sold out of those 50 baskets in like I think four days. Wow. It was from, yeah, right, like, no, from late November to that first week in December, we sold right out of 50. Who were your first clients? Just, you know, people who found us online. Okay, I, okay. Uh, I, I built the, the online store. That's how I found you, by the way, online. online. I just That's Googled good. someone, like, give your clients gift baskets. Yes. And you came up like you yes. did some work on that. I <laughs> did. I really worked hard on the SEO. Mm-hmm. And that's really important for new businesses is, exactly. is to know who your competitors are, know where you rank in your SEO and, and mm-hmm. how you can get yourself to the top. Because if you type gift baskets in Austin, we, we pop up, mm-hmm. you know, under the ads. We're number one, yep. which is really important mm-hmm. for us. And we've built that over time. Um, you know, meticulously. That's great. That's yeah. great. That's important. The SEO It's more than just having a website and being yes. on the fourth page of Google. You really have to work it and yes. get some optimization out of that. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So in the second week of December, my mm-hmm. first year, um, I got a phone call from a corporate customer and they said, can you do a hundred baskets for us? Mm. And I said, well, of Yes, of course we can. <laughs> so I figured it out and we scrambled and we got it done. And, and wow. I did have some help and I had How to How big was your team truth. at that time? Three people, the oh. three of us. And um, it was challenging when we got it done. And mm. um, so I started, you know, out of my living room. Right. Mm-hmm. And then um, moved. I renovated my garage mm-hmm. so I could kind of make initially it started out as shoe money you know what can i do to make a little bit extra money but by the time i had gotten to my fifth year i knew i couldn't do both anymore i couldn't do my corporate life and this and i'd seen enough shark tank to know Hmm. that if you're not willing to commit to the company 
don't even don't do even let try it, go. it. Yeah. Mm. So I let go of my cushy job after Whoa, what 13 was the years. feelings and emotions like were you afraid? Yeah, it was crazy. You know, I was making one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year oh, at my man. corporate job. I was had a cushy benefits. little life. Uh, yeah, I could work man. from home whenever I wanted. Oh man, I had the respect of my colleagues and. Mm-hmm. Uh, of upper level staff and um, they really loved having me there and so it was a really difficult decision. What, were they trying to keep you that they kind of get word of this and say hey you know don't go we'll do this and yeah a couple of them did mm-hmm. and so but then when I finally made the commitment and I and I let it go um, then uh, some other folks who had left that company previously heard that I had left and they were like well hey come over here you know, <laughs> so like, the, nah, I didn't leave to go somewhere else. <laughs> but the the final uh, clarifier for me was I um, entertained um, a dinner with someone who was trying to recruit me. Mm-hmm. And I sat across the table from them and they're like, listen, you know, we've got this great product. We really have, you know, this awesome growth path. You're going to fit in great with this company. You really should do it. And I said, listen, I really would have to give this a try. Mm-hmm. And I started to explain it to him. And as I explained it to him, you could see the lights going on. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, you could franchise this business. Ah. And I said, that is the goal. Mm-hmm. And so it always has been. And so now we're finally at that point. What was that conversation uh, for the franchise? When did he talk about that? How long ago was that? That was, uh, I guess that was now eight years ago. Eight years. It's funny when like seeds get sown and how they manifest. Right. Um, so you you were like, hey, I'm going to take a leap of faith. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Did I mean, no one has a crystal ball. You don't know how fast you're going to grow, but you right. have been doing it for five years. Yeah. What kind of growth did you see over those five years? So every year we doubled. Oh. And so that's was the expectation, mm-hmm. you know, and and as fortunately, I had some experience in analytics and, mm-hmm. you know, Excel has always been my buddy. Yeah. So I could project well enough, given mm-hmm. the growth that we'd seen in the past. So I knew where we were headed. And mm-hmm. Austin has always been my proof of concept city. Mm-hmm. If it works in Austin, it'll work it in San Antonio. Yeah. It'll work in Dallas. It'll mm-hmm. work in Atlanta. It'll work mm-hmm. in New York City. It'll even work in Paris. Wow. So, you know, <laughs> if you really want to dream big, hey, right? Hey, there it There's is. There's a real possibility there. So franchising has always been on my mind, but I just didn't know when. I'd ha- I had researched it a little bit here and there, and mm-hmm. it was still always a little too expensive to make that leap mm-hmm. um and so we're finally at that point now wow where we're, we're really diving into what it's going to take to so take the next franchising. Mm-hmm. wow um you with business you have to not only know marketing right. you have to be a good leader to you know rally the troops and make people happy to want to work for you and your company but you also have to know the finance side yes. you have to <laughs> be you know tax be, be you know basically yes. ready for the tax year yes make sure you manage your funds where did you get that side from that's a good question yeah you can't always pay other people to do the work you don't want to do mm. and when you're getting started you have to wear all the hats and yeah. so i do the photography and i do all of the um, Photoshop editing. Oh, and wow. I put all the, um, you know, the selections of baskets together on the website mm-hmm. and make them interesting. 
uh, that I'm ready to push off. And, okay. uh, and I, uh, I also uh, manage my employees, of course, and then uh, do all the financials. And uh, I don't do my own taxes anymore. Did mm. that for a while. But now I've, I have an accountant. Um, it, has that been do you always feel like I can do better than this accountant? I can or do you just push it over to him and she, Well she so she she and I see the things the exact same way, which is really uh, nice to have right. that alignment. It's important. And mm-hmm. um so I know how to share information with her in a way that she can just mm-hmm. quickly utilize it. Um but it has helped having the yeah. financial background. That's for, that's for sure. I just had a key thought too. Um it feels like it's important to know every facet of your business, yes. become somewhat of the expert or really knowledgeable. So when it's time to hand it off, mm-hmm. you know what you're looking for in that person. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, you know, even if you don't know anything about finances, don't mm-hmm. let that be a deterrent because you'll learn. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> you'll will learn. learn. <laughs> you'll learn very quickly. Like um, initially I thought, well, my baskets are primarily food based items and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the pantry-based uh, goods didn't require being taxed. Mm. And so initially I thought, well, I have a lot of salsa and barbecue sauce and right. pancake mix and honey. And, you know, that's not, that's not taxable. Those are not taxable foods. But, I didn't know that. But mm. yeah, so then, yeah, but uh, candies are. Mm. So some foods are and some foods the are sugar not. Tax. <laughs> yeah, the sugar tax. <laughs> and so that was a learning curve for me, like trying to adjust my tax rates. But now I just comply and to the standard and okay. yeah so i'm quite the tax rate ex- expert now too well, look at that look at that you, <laughs> you it'll be interesting <laughs> what you will learn as you go through your business yes what what um doing gift baskets no. um seeing that growth yes. double almost every year yes let's talk about some challenges you faced um whether you know before you kind of give a list or the specific challenge that was really like a thorn in your side mm-hmm. did that challenge make you rethink running this business also yeah um so you know covid comes to mind mm. we had um a warehouse um off anderson mill mm. and it was prepped for growth mm. so we we bought bigger like we we went and leased bigger than scale, we yes yeah, yeah. leased for scale exactly so we um uh, you know, we hit uh, after that Christmas, we had mm-hmm. a pretty good Christmas. And then we came off from that into Q1 and then COVID hit and then sales went down. We had right. um, just landed um, City of Austin as a customer uh-huh. and we started doing gift baskets for them in the convention center and the Palmer Event Center. And then huge contract. Yeah. So we were really preparing for a, a huge growth. And then sure enough, COVID hit and it kind of put the brakes on things. But yeah. You know what? We survived it. And I'll tell you why. Um, online sales. You know, this um, 2022 was the first year in the U.S. that online sales hit a billion dollars mm. and exceeded retail sales. Wow. So it's, I can see that. Yeah. Um, I knew that online was growing when I was at my other company because um, uh, online um, giving had been increasing at a steady pace. And mm. so with Amazon and everything. Yeah. You know, Amazon shot through through the roof during COVID also. And so mm-hmm. online, online give like that saved me. But I did move out of the warehouse and back into my workshop, which is when you met yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if you remodeled that part of your house. Did, it yeah. was just like a, a well-oiled machine back there. Yeah, it was, en- <laughs> it was enough square footage for us to operate mm-hmm. as a business. 
And, um, you know, we were able to store goods mm-hmm. there because I had the AC piped yeah, through yeah. and everything. But it was and it was fine, but it was a holding place for for the next step. Yeah. And so I know we're still recovering from COVID mm-hmm. financially, economically as a, as a country. Uh, but I really feel like it's going to be gradual yeah. upswing from hill here. I mean, that's my hope. Yeah, people cry heart. about recessions and disposable sure. income. I, I try not to look at that. I just try to pivot through it. I mean, because they're still consumers. And right. so they're out there. And if they're out there, they need my service. So sure. yeah, I just try not to let the negative news create a Debbie Downer type of thing for me where I'm like, oh, I might as well just sit back. Oh, there's not going to be any business like that is never an option for me. Um, so you have your storefront now. Mm-hmm. Do you still have inventory at the house or a station or did you completely? Only during Christmas. Okay. Yeah. You know, Christmas is our biggest season and it, it like what we do on any given quarter mm-hmm. is, you know, five times that at Christmas. Wow. So we sold 4,000 gift baskets mm-hmm. in December. That's crazy. Yeah. So you how many employees? Do you have? <laughs> <laughs> so we have three. I have three. I have a, a full time designer. Uh-huh. She doesn't make gift baskets. Okay. <laughs> I have a production manager and a general manager mm-hmm. and an inventory manager. So mm-hmm. those three are my key personnel. And then okay. we bring in more people as needed during the holidays. Well, my daughter season. may need a Christmas job. I mean, I'll take she what has I- a car now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. That's great. Well, Yes, yeah. absolutely. We we definitely ramp up uh, oh, during okay. Christmas time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks think, oh, making gift baskets at Christmas. That sounds like so much fun. But, you mm. know, it's an assembly line. I've seen you. I've seen you all <laughs> hustle. I've seen it. <laughs> it's big hustle. When did sure. you give over? I'm sure you were like, I don't know. I don't know how long it was before you said, OK, I don't have to make or put my input on every basket. Yeah. When did you get to that point? Well, I still do it. Okay, I knew it. I knew it was still in you. (laughs) I like to walk through um, the the workshop from time to time and start thinking, okay, you know, we've got Mother's Day coming up. Mm. What specialty things do we need to include? What do we need to get? Do I need to do some more market research Mm -hmm. to find new things to bring in? Mm. Also, box design is a big deal right now. Um, We're trying to consolidate our approach and Mm. and, uh, and create some efficiencies. So I'm always looking for those types Mm -hmm. of things. So. I think it's important for every business owner to be part of every facet mm-hmm. or at least touch base with those areas those on a regular basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a difference. And we also yeah. have, um, you know, uh, uh, every other week we meet as a team mm-hmm. and we point things out. We talk about what we might do and mm-hmm. uh, where the problem areas are and how we might solve problems. It's okay. it's great that, you know, we have that Laura, you are like a really like soft spoken, like, I you am. know, calm woman. I'm yeah. wondering if you, um, <laughs> it's a crazy question. I'm trying oh, to, I just get a flash over my head. How many times have you had to bang the table and yell at an employee? Or... Oh my gosh. <laughs> I really, um, I, I don't think that solves too many But this problems. is your baby. Sometimes if people don't coddle your baby right and you've told them <laughs> multiple times, I could it's just. A, it's a good question for my GM. So my general manager and I have a really good working relationship. Uh-huh. He's been with me for four years mm-hmm. and. 
And the buck stops with him. He takes full responsibility for okay. everything. That's good. All his employees, right? So mm-hmm. I don't have to venture any further than him. Nice. And I do, I, I make sure that he has ownership of his team. And so mm-hmm. that's not up to me to reprimand. It's what? a... So I can yell at him right? (laughs) (laughs) and he understands and then he can handle it from there. But there's not a lot of yelling in gift baskets, (laughs) honestly, Andre. I had such a happy time of the (laughs) the year whenever the sales spike. So, yes. um, So so where is your goal? I mean, what where do you see your company going in the next five years? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, I am standing on the edge of a cliff right now Uh because um I'm about to take a leap of faith. I have reached out to a um, a franchise consultant team and they have great optimism that Mm. our business model can be replicated in the cities across the U.S. And, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's it's a big investment. It's an investment of time. It's an investment of energy and and focus. And um, we have some challenges to meet if we're going to do it that way. Um, um, the design that you see, and I, I know your your um, subscribers can't see this, is it's like a display box. Mm-hmm. You know, our gift baskets are designed that way for security. Mm-hmm. And also, um, my our in-house designer designs all of our baskets with all the iconic images of Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. Um, all of the landmarks nice. that are uh, familiar to mm-hmm. folks in Austin. Three sixty bridge. Yeah, we've got the yeah. we've got the Capitol building yeah. on there, and we've got the Oasis and mm-hmm. the Blue Bonnets, and yeah, we've got all the goodies mm-hmm. of Austin. And then, so um, we've actually started. Uh, we we designed for San Antonio oh, also. So nice. this is how oh. they. So our boxes lay flat, nice. which makes it easy for them to be stored, and then they put they come together quickly and easily. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they, they're designed inside and outside and, wow. uh, and so then this is San Antonio and so we'll, um, keep designing for Dallas and Atlanta and yeah, I was going to say you, yeah. you've expanded Atlanta or yeah. Chicago, right? Or we're not yet, okay. but Atlanta's next. We have someone in place for Atlanta now. Um, so I'm excited about so that. So is that one. part of the franchise opportunity in different areas? Yeah. We're wow. kind of ahead of ourselves a little bit on that, but, uh, we have people who are just ready to go. So we're just going to go ahead and start. And I've that's how I built this business. Mm. I just jump in and go, okay, what do we do now? <laughs> how do you swim here? So it's- that's good. I, I've noticed the trend. Like as an entrepreneur, you can't overanalyze, and no, sometimes you true. just have to jump in. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how I've done it. I don't know that I recommend it, but you'll definitely learn a lot in that process, mm-hmm. and you won't drag your feet and make excuses of right. about why you can't, okay. because once you're in it. You know, it's yeah. You got it. It's like sink or swim at you that point. Do it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know um, if it's just the way my mind works, yeah. um, but I've always felt like, well, I can get into that and see what happens. I feel like once you get this up to the franchise level, yeah, there may be something else. Are, have you thought about the next venture for Laura Brown? Yes, actually, uh, I, I knew have. It. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be. Uh, I'm gonna. So our. As a company, we have looked at this um, as a way for us to give back to the community, a way Mm -hmm. to support the community. And not only that, but not be in competition with others in the community, but Mm -hmm. to be support 
for the mm-hmm. community, right? Okay. So I love that cooperation. Like I've been in co- competitive situations my whole life with yeah. basketball and athletics, but it feels so good to be in cooperation with other groups. For mm-hmm. example, the other company in town who's our biggest competitors, Austin Nuts, they, mm-hmm. they make gift baskets. Mm-hmm. And you carry Austin nuts in your gift basket. So up. many, <laughs> right? Because we support them. Yeah. They're a local vendor, and it's something that 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 we pride ourselves on in Austin. Everybody mm-hmm. knows Austin nuts, so absolutely, we carry their their mm-hmm. goods, and we put them in our gift baskets. Wow! And so we we want to stay in that cooperative place. And so with that in mind, I want to um, you know continue to build supplies mm-hmm. and designs that support the cities. And so we'll keep building um, baskets like this um, mm-hmm. and then we'll do them seasonally um, with each city in mind. Mm-hmm. And so that's really going to be we'll be a supplier nice. um, to gift basket companies rather than um, a, com- Actually, a oh, competitor. That's awesome. That's the way to like, hey, collaboratively. Yes. Pull everyone in. There's enough. There's no scarcity. We don't have to compete That's like right. that. Yeah, we want to support. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you know, as we build franchises, if we, you know, truly decide that that's the path we'll mm-hmm. walk, then um, we'll support those groups and design for them. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, but it's a unique idea. I think it could really do things. We actually did reach out to Shark Tank. Oh, um, it was about again five years ago i reached out to shark tank <laughs> and i filled out their little online form and and uh, wrote a description of what it is and what the vision is and mm-hmm. um, they called me on the phone oh wow <laughs> like, you got a call from shark tank. shark tank <laughs> and they said you know fill out this 25 page document wow. and make sure all your finances are included and i just never got to it yeah. and i just as didn't a business feel... owner that's a lot to do filling out a f- well, 25 yeah. page <laughs> well that's that was part of it but I also just didn't feel like we were at that point yet where we could, uh, where I could confidently say, this is the direction and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're ready to take that leap. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like we're there. So it's interesting (laughs) because I always create a situation where I've got a hand on my back, pushing me forward. Like you Mm -hmm. have this much time now, you have to make a decision. You need to move forward. So I feel like I'm doing that now. Yeah, you got to go. I think back then with the Shark Tank thing, if you would have probably just went through it, you don't know. You probably was. I saw some of those businesses there. Like, I felt like you probably would have been able to make the cut. Thank you. But you're doing what you have to do right now. And it's growing. Um, One key element I want to share with the guests really quick is the S. Uh, the uh, search engine optimization. Yes, yeah, so that really helped grow your business. It did. Yeah. Where did you learn that? Well, um, some of the tools uh, that are built into our web page, we use Big Commerce for our online platform, mm-hmm. and it allows us to sell everything online and um it's all sort of they have these a lot of built-in tools and seo is part of that okay okay. so you have to determine your keyword your Mm -hmm. keyword searches and all of that you just have to focus on that part of the platform yes Mm -hmm. exactly you've got to put some attention Mm -hmm. and detail into it you've got to give it some thought but also um i work we have a marketing budget and uh, all of that marketing budget right now goes to google marketplace and so if you do look up some uh, austin gift baskets you'll see our baskets Mm-hmm. as well as see the listing for our company. You hear that, people? A marketing budget. Yes, like I don't think important. a company can strive without a marketing budget. 100%. Um, Laura, uh, as we wrap up, I want you to give some words of advice or wisdom 
to a little kid in a small town somewhere <laughs> or someone graduating college like your nephew and didn't know what they want to do. Um, what advice do you give any future entrepreneurs out there? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I have to say and just reiterate what I've said before. If you have an idea, consider it divine inspiration mm -hmm. and just take action. Do something. Take even if it's a small step toward it, because that inspiration is going to land somewhere. If mm -hmm. it doesn't land with you, it's going to find a way to come into the world one way or another. Yes. So decide if if it's if you want it to land with you, you've got to begin to take action and take steps and then mm -hmm. it, it can grow. But it's going to grow. It has to. It has to take yeah. action. It's just like being a farmer. Cultivate. Sure. Go through the motions. Take action. <laughs> Even if there's a drought, eventually that crop is going to grow. You just have to trust and believe. That's right. Good, good. And where can people find your gift baskets or right. find you at? So we're making, a, we're about to launch a new website. Uh -oh. It's going to be fantastic <laughs> and just going to happen in a couple of weeks. So right now we're still austincitygiftbaskets.com. Mm -hmm. We're about to make the transition to City Gift Baskets. Okay. And so um, you'll see a new look, a new feel, a so new for logo. multiple cities. That's basically. right. Ah, so we'll have like multiple it. cities on that website right. and we'll, we'll have San Antonio for sure. And then we'll start adding, uh, we'll have at least two more, maybe three this year. Mm. Well, with that note, I just want everyone to know that like this will be one of my vendors that I collaborate mm -hmm. right with for life as long as I'm in any city, maybe even in Paris. Yay. I still can have access to the website. So that's important. <laughs> and uh, I really appreciate you coming and sharing your story. And I know like it sparked the brain of somebody out there, like your story, your, to, you know, your uh, will to just take what you love and grow it into something. And remember out there, uh, it doesn't have to be a passion. It doesn't have to be something you love. But if you have that idea and sometimes we run away from it, run towards it, take some action. You never know where to take you. And on that note, it's a wrap.